Welcome to Life in Full Expression with me, your host, Beth Wolf. In this show, we will explore, elevate, expand, and learn how to live your best life. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to live your life in full expression or create an expansive vision for your future? Get ready to be energized to fully express yourself. Discover your heart's clarity for dynamic direction and life decisions and develop your unique capabilities so you are delivering your ever-increasing capacities into your world. Join me, Bath Wolf, and unleash the limitless capabilities of your soul, experiencing amazement, collaboration, fun, and purpose. Life in full expression starts now. Welcome you amazing souls. I am excited to be here with you on this Monday. If you listen, listening live, I'm, I'm just super excited that you're here and really investing in yourself to have a life in full expression. So I get to be your host, Beth Wolf. Today, we're going to be talking about three strategies to break the cycle of problems. So I'm going to be a little funny here. If you don't have any problems, you probably don't need to listen. So you can probably tap out, go off, do something else. But if you've got problems, situations, conditions, and circumstances in your life that you don't like, and you also would like to be asking yourself this question, why do these same problems keep showing up over and over and over again? Um, I'm sick and tired of them showing up. This is the, this is the show for you. I am really going to give you three strategies slash fundamental fundamentals today that change my life over and over again. It's like I transform and then I come to a point where I'm like, all right, there's conditions showing up in my life. I don't enjoy them. They're not serving me anymore. So then I instigate these three strategies again and it breaks me out of a cycle that I'm having. It's almost like I've fallen asleep to these strategies. But honestly, I think this is a little bit about just living this human life, that sometimes we just fall asleep, take a little nap, and then we wake up to uh, awareness that, hey, wait a minute, I'm, I don't like what's going on in my life right now. So we're gonna dive into three dimensions of the seven dimensions of life and full expression. It's not just one or two, but we're, I love to be a proponent of a harmony, a rhythm in life. And so today out of the seven dimensions that uh, I've talked about, we're gonna look at really the emotional dimension, the psychological is probably one of the major ones we're gonna work on today. And what that means is we're gonna really look at our mental states of beingness um, in a nutshell. And we're also gonna be looking at the spiritual development dimension, the intellectual dimension, which is really your ability and my ability to think and learn from our life experiences and then to be open to new ideas. So what are these three strategies that I have promised you? Number one is I'm gonna help you learn how to make an uncritical self-observation. Yep, not gonna be judging yourself. It's gonna be uncritical. Then I'm going to teach you the second strategy and fundamental of this, and it's about how to define an aim in life, a target, if you want to call it a goal, but I'm, I'm challenging you that it's more than a goal of writing down on a piece of paper. 
this goal has got emotion to it. It's this aim has got emotion to it. You are vested into it. And then third strategy and fundamental is detachment. So we've got self-observation, aim and detachment. That's what we're going to look at today. And it comes from truly one of my favorite authors. I have a lot of them because I love to read books. I love wisdom. I love trying on wisdom, like trying it on in my own life, applying it, seeing how it works. But if you've listened to me before, you know that Neville Goddard is one of my favorite authors. Um, he helped really transform my thinking quite a bit. So let me tell you a little bit about Neville. He was actually born in 1905 in Barbados. He made his transition off this earth in 1972, and he was one of the great self-improvement teachers of the 20th century. And he had an amazing, striking, practical interpretation of the Bible and has helped thousands, probably if not hundreds of thousands of people transform their lives. And he really does remain some of the best spiritual advice ever recorded in American history. And one of the reasons why he helped me so much is I grew up with the Protestant Bible and looking at, you know, how to fit in and all that goes with that Bible. There's some amazing wisdom in it, but a lot of it did not make sense to me when someone was telling me that it's the infallible word of God, the historical word of God, it contradicted itself so much in my mind as I spent decades studying it. And then I got to read a little bit about Neville. It's almost like, you know, he opened up my mind to so much more of wisdom teachings around the world. And he is a master at explaining how the Bible can be understood metaphysically. And that's what we're going to work on today. We're going to work on metaphysics physics, which is really the mind and science. We're going to be doing that together. And that really fascinates me is metaphysics because it's really a rebirth of a radical psychological change. All right, let, let's kind of break that down a little bit into everyday language. If you don't like the conditions you have right now, you know where to go change it is on the inside the meta, the mind, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And he was just a master at basically these drop the mic phrases where you're listening, you're like, oh my goodness. And it just opens your mind. So that's why it has helped me so much. And I wanna help you really know that you can bring your own alchemy, your own artistry and your own adventure of life and you can use these amazing strategies and fundamental skills. So uh, part of the reason why I chose this for my podcast today, and I wanted to share you a little bit about me is I've just come off about seven to eight months of a lot of rigor, um, working with a very extensive grant here in my state of putting out a lot of education and curriculum. Uh, branding, website, and really putting myself into a lot of work. And as I came through it, um, I was like, wow, I'm not only tired and exhausted, but I feel like I've lost my aim. Or, you know, I was moving through so much of that with intensity. 
um, that I just wanted to take a breath this month of July. And so I'm inviting you to take a breath with me if you want to. Have you been through some really hard stress, some rigorous times? If you have, then this are three mental strategies that I'm going to give you today that are super cool. So let's start off with the uncritical self-observation. And this question is really, what's the first thing that you and I get to change to transform and break the cycle of a current problem or a current condition that you're experiencing? So just Take a pause for a moment as you're listening to this. What problem and condition are you experiencing right now that has been cycling in your life that you really don't like? What is it? Take a moment and think about it. So even if you have to pause this a little bit, if it's not, if you're not listening to it live, you can pause. So for change to actually happen, and begin to happen in you and I, each one of us gets really going to start with discovering the very person that we are, and then we can change it. And that's where this uncritical observation is going to take place. Neville begins to do, to tell us that to discover um, ourselves, we really get to look at what are our current reactions in life right now? That's where you want to begin to observe. How are you and I reacting to life right now? Now, as, as I read this and some of the notes that I've made for this podcast, I love to put things in questions on the margin of the books that I read. And so right now, I really want you to ask yourself um, and put it out there of what, what ways are you reacting to life right now? What does that look like? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Because Neville's saying that unless we allow ourselves to make an uncritical observation of our reactions to life, we're not really going to discover this person that we are in this moment. And that's, you know, when we get so involved with looking at social media and not paying attention to really how we're reacting in the now, in the day, we lose our aim and we begin to live a life of default rather than design. Neville says also that the sum total of these reactions actually defines the individual state of consciousness. Now, what does individual state of consciousness mean? It means your way of being. It, it means your, your moods, your personality, um, what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um, even to the point of your personality, your state of consciousness. And that then attracts the situations and circumstances of your life. So in the opener, I said, you know, you're asking these questions, kind of pulling your hair out going, why do these same problems keep showing up? That's why is because there is a state of beingness in you that is actually attracting it. So the starting point of true metaphysics, mind and science, 
on the practice, practical side is for you and I to have this self-observation in order for you and I to discover that our reactions to life, really the reactions that form the inner self, our secret self, our invisible self on the inside, that's what's causing this phenomena of life, one of the parts of it. So here Neville is giving us an incredible, simplistic, yet a lot of us, a skill that has not really been mastered very well. I certainly wasn't even aware of this very much until about uh, 10, 15 years ago, did I have a clue that observing my reactions was really going to unveil um, my current state of mood and thinking and personality. So I don't know about you, I put in my notes here, but uh, elementary school, junior high, high school, uh, college, university, postgraduate work, I never had anyone teach me this strategy of self-observation. I've, I've heard a criticism or people having being self-critical, but not an observational skill. And I wanna put it out into the airwaves that what if more and more of us practice this skill? So there's a great quote that Neville gives in this little book that he calls The Wealth Mindset, where I've gotten a lot of these notes out of, and it was by Emerson. And he said that man surrounds himself with the true image of himself, what we are that only can we see. So just imagine you are surrounding yourself. I'm surrounding myself with the true image of myself that I am, that only I can see. A Little bit deep, but marinate on that, what Emerson said. The definite correction between what is in the outer and what is in the inner part of us, and it always is our inner state that attracts our outer life. Therefore, the individual must always start, just start on the inside with us. And that's what I did recently as I came out of this really arduous set of months where I was really deep in a lot of work. He says that it's one self that must be changed. And man in his or her blindness is quite satisfied with himself or herself but heartily dislikes the circumstances and situations of our life, right? So he or she feels this way, not knowing that the cause of his or her displeasure lies not in the condition, nor the person with whom maybe you might be displeased with, or I might be displeased with, but in the very self of he or she, me, you, like so much. He goes on to say that not realizing that who you and I surround ourselves with is the true image of ourself and that you and I, it really only you and I can see. So if you and I are actually shocked when we discover that it's always been there, um, and this is an interesting thing that Neville says that um, when I read this, I was like, wow, this is a drop the mic. So we realize and discover that really our own deceitfulness has made us suspicious of others. 
Interesting that Neville saying that. So self-observation would reveal this deceitful one in all of us. And this must be accepted before there can be any transformation of ourselves. And at this moment, I'd like to invite all of us to try to notice our inner state of thinking and feeling. And here's a couple questions that Neville gives us in this short lecture. So write these down. First question, to what thoughts are you consenting to right now about yourself? What thoughts am I consenting to? And then the second question to write down is what, with what feelings are you identifying with? Again, this is all a discovery process. So you and I must be ever careful of where we are within ourselves. Most of us think that we're kind of loving, generous, tolerant, forgiving, and noble. I, I love to think that of myself. And there's times that I am that. But Neville's saying that propose that we make an uncritical observation of our reactions to life will actually reveal that not all, we're not always kind, loving, generous, tolerant, forgiving, and noble. I actually experienced that about myself just this last week. There was parts of that I was like, oh, I didn't really enjoy that part of myself. So this is where when I'm reading something like this, I will actually take a pause and look at these important questions and ask myself, all right, what thoughts am I consenting to right now? And what feelings am I actually identifying to and with myself? So actually, I took some time this last week as I was reading this text and, and I said, okay, well, what, what's going on after and I wanted to take a pause, as I sh shared with you, I've been going through uh, quite a bit of rigor personally and professionally as I developed a new website and um, um, uh, branding and this amazing opportunity to work with the state of Washington on a grant and watching my body go through this and it held in there, it did well. But also as I went through this, I actually, went into a state of beingness and I want to share with you what I was consenting during this time. And what I found I was consenting to was being physically inactive. I was being undisciplined. I was being around a certain level of annual income, like I'm being accepting that as the norm. I was being slightly disorganized in my business because I was just allowed myself to really be super busy. And I was being not all, I wasn't taking great care of this amazing body and mind that was doing all of this work. And I ended up being too overloaded. And then another one that I am still consenting to, like I'm consenting to this, this thinking and this feeling is being separated from my amazing daughters, Maddie and Ellie. Some of you guys know a little bit about my story. I completed a divorce and a marriage and, and my daughters have kind of come in and out of my life the last, you know, like seven years. And right now they're on their evolutionary path of um, being separated in a relationship with me. So these are all my states of beingness that I'm accepting at this time. Now, the second question was a little bit more challenging on what am I feeling. Um, 
And I noticed that as I took a little bit of time with this, that I was feeling frustrated and sometimes actually having jealousy and a bit of anger and tired and exhausted and sad, but also there was parts of being thankful and grateful. And so just taking stock of what was going on in my feelings. So I wanna invite you to answer those two questions and join me in this uncritical self-observation so that where we can start. Now, the purpose of this, before we go to our first break here in a, in a minute or so, is that Neville uses the term rebirth, okay? It's really to signify a change or a transformation. And he used, he says rebirth is really dependent on the inner work of oneself. Now that may not be new information to you, but no one can be reborn without changing self from the inside. And this is where he's coming from a lot of scripture. And it just really helped me as he has explained this in such a different way, in such a metaphysic way. So he has a formula that I just want to give to you that in order for you to break the cycle of the problems that you're having, the conditions that you're having is really a rebirth. And it starts with you taking notice of your current reactions and in order for you to change that you get to change your reactions which is going to change your state of being your consciousness and you will experience a rebirth so that i unloaded a fair amount in this first part of this episode so way to hang in there we're going to take a short break and while we're on the break i want you to work on those questions and we're going to come back with the second strategy and fundamental of breaking the cycle and it's all about defining your aim so let's take a short break i'll be right back after this short message Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. If you deeply knew you were so much more than your history, current conditions, and circumstances, would you explore, elevate, and expand yourself? If yes, Beth Wolf is your guide. Beth helps you envision true possibilities starting with your desires, truth, and values as we design your seven-dimensional life blueprint. Go to www.bethwolf.com to schedule your discovery session now. Are you feeling exhausted and overwhelmed? Imagine waking up each day with confidence and energy. 
Dr. Rachel Sweet is a highly skilled epigenetic precision wellness coach to guide you toward enhancing your sleep, nutrition, and movement. Her book, Expressive Origins, holds the key to discovering that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness. Let Dr. Rachel Sweet help you design a new lifestyle for your best living. Visit drrachelsweet.com today. Imagine if you were truly flourishing, how would your financial expansion impact the world? Author of Money Come Dance With Me, Gail West, is an internationally known speaker, creative catalyst, and business intuitive at Success With Soul. Work with Gail to create a new relationship with money as your friend. Link the soul of your business to the business of your soul with programs like Sacred Money Mastery, Akashic Records of the Soul, and more. To receive a healing money meditation, go to successwithsoul.com today. Welcome back, you guys, to the second segment of Life in Full Expression. I'm your host, Beth Wolf. Today, we're talking about really how to break some cycles of problems. And we're giving three strategies, and we're in the second one. And it is all about defining your aim. Now, the word aim can be synonymous with intention, goal, but I'm not talking about just um, a simplistic goal. I'm talking about a very targeted aim that has a lot of specificity to it and also a lot of great feelings and emotion. If this is something that you're really interested in, you can go to my website at www.bethwolf.com and I have a free download for you. It's really looking at um, your seven dimensions of life and full expression assessment and you can actually begin to create your definition aim. So go there and download that free um, PDF and you can start working on this as we're going through it right now. So number two strategy is about define your aim. So we've looked at an uncritical observation. Now we're going to take aim. It's almost, I want you to imagine a picture that um, you're shooting an arrow and you're looking at a target. And before you do anything, you take in a breath you pull that bow back, that string back, and you have it right by your cheek, and your eyes are taking aim at that target. Now, if you take your eyes off that target and let go of that arrow, you're gonna have less of a chance at actually hitting the target. But if you keep your eyes on the target, you're aiming at it. That's the energy I want you to take into this segment is keeping your aim really diligent on there. So we've discovered that uncritical observation. And because of who we are in secret, okay, the invisible that's going on inside of us, our thinking and feeling, is actually who is showing up in your life and my life right now. So if you're not enjoying the current conditions and circumstances and situations in your life, don't look outward. That's going to be a waste of a lot of your energy. So the aim is really coming from within and a very, again, a very intentional, emotionalized energy. So really, you and I must throughout our conscious waking day, okay, we get to notice each one of our reactions in regards to this aim. 
So I want you to imagine that you've already taken the assessment off my website. Let's just imagine it for a moment. You've assessed your life. You've done an, an observation of it. And now you've created your aim. And now you are through your waking day looking at your reactions in regards to that aim. And I'm going to explain this a little bit more. The reason for this is that everyone lives in a definite state of consciousness, your mood, your thoughts, your personality, your, we're all living there. And that state of consciousness that we've already described is the sum total of our reactions to life. So I want to highlight that so far you and I are the sum of our reactions to life. Therefore, in defining an aim, you and I are going to be defining a new state of consciousness, new thoughts, new feelings, new moods, and you might even have a different and phenomenal personality, which like all states of consciousness have its reaction to life. So for example, if a rumor or an idle remark could cause an anxious reaction in you and I, let's say somebody says something to you and I, and we look at each other and go, whoa, that, you know, that kind of triggered me a little bit. Yet it didn't cause a reaction in another person. This is positive proof that the two people, you and I, but not that other person, you know, actually are living in different states of consciousness. That other person that wasn't reacted by what was said, they don't have our same thinking and feeling. Theirs is different. So, because if it wasn't, then they'd have the same reaction that we did, but they didn't. So if you and I define our aim, our target, imagine the bow and arrow, you've got the target in front of you that it's noble, generous, secure, kindly, individual, that you're amazing. Knowing that all things are this state of consciousness, you can easily tell whether you, you're faithful to your aim in life by watching your reactions to daily events. Now wake up to that. Let me say that again. You're gonna be able to tell if you're faithful to that aim by watching your reactions to daily events. Another way to say this is notice what you're noticing. So again, highlighting being faithful to your ideal, to your aim. You gotta have an aim first. And are you being faithful to it? Are you staying awake enough during the day to actually observe what you're reacting to and how you're reacting? Now all the powers inside of you. Do you notice that? It's not outside of you. It is really a state of freedom that is quite extraordinary. Now, if you're faithful to your ideal, your aim, your goal, your intention, your reactions will conform to your aim. Yeah, for you'll be identified with the aim and therefore you'll be thinking from your aim. Now let's not go too fast over thinking from your aim. I want you to put a pen in that for your head right now. All right. So I'm going to come back to that. If your reactions aren't in harmony with your ideal, your target, 
it's a sure sign that you're separated from your ideal and are only thinking of it. Interesting. Let's go back to that pen. If you're thinking from your ideal versus thinking of it, you're not going to have as much success in that farm. It's very, very important that you think from your aim, your intention, and not just thinking of it. If you're thinking of something, I guarantee you that you're not going to notice your reactions and um, you're not going to have much action either. So assume that you're the, the loving one you want to be and notice your reactions throughout the day in regards to that assumption. For your reactions will tell you the state of which you're operating. All right, let's do a little boots on the ground with this. So remember in first segment, I shared with you some of my self-observations about my being less physically active. And so if I am now thinking from I am a physically active person, that I am noticing my reactions to the day. So before I took this little assessment on myself, I was sitting quite a bit, not doing as much walking. You know, I walk four or five miles three or four times a day. Uh, not a day, excuse me, a week. And um, I just stopped doing it because I had so much work. Um, so now that I have my eyes on a new target and I am coming from that I am a physically active person, uh, I would be sitting just in the last two, three days. I'm like, um, my reactions to that is I would be doing something physical. So I'm on my spin cycle, I'm on my total gym, I'm going for walks. And so that's thinking from it. I'm allowing that intention to actually pull me into action. So notice the difference. If I was just thinking of it, I really wouldn't be doing anything, right? So again, I invite you to go and download that life and full expression dimension assessment on my website and dive in and create that aim and get that self-observation going. So second formula to just, let's just look at it in simplistic form, is you're defining your aim, your target, got your eyes on it. You're noticing in your waking day, your reaction from this aim. That is actually going to create a new state of beingness. Simple as that. Define your aim. Notice your reactions. If your reactions are not lining up with that aim, imagine if I let go of that bow and arrow, I let go of the arrow and I don't have my eyes on the target, it more than likely, it's not even going to hit the target. It will go clear off to the side. And I've actually shot a bow and arrow quite a bit in my life. And um, I've done that very thing where I've taken my eyes off the target and I let go of my action. Just imagine that illustration that you let go of the arrow and I'm not focused on the aim and so I don't get the result that I would like. So after this short break, I'm going to take you into the final strategy and the fundamental of really breaking the cycle of a problem. And we're going to dive into detachment and then I'm going to talk about attaching. 
So um, we're going to detach and then we're going to attach. And you'll find that you get to practice this process over and over and over again. And, you know, one of my number one core values is to have fun. And so what if it was fun to actually detach and attach to our new aim? So we're going to take a short break. And after this, we'll come back with learning the third strategy about detachment from your current conditions, situations, and circumstances. Be right back after this short break. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. What are you connected to? Or what are you disconnected from? Tune into the Connected Conversation with Brett Hill on TTRlive.com and learn how to avoid unnecessary suffering and activate your mind-body connection. Step into a life that works for you. Flourish and express our natural creativity and exuberance as you learn how to look deep within and find your natural allies and connect authentically with yourself, others, and the world. To learn more, visit theconnectedconversation.com. If you deeply knew you were so much more than your history, current conditions, and circumstances, would you explore, elevate, and expand yourself? If yes, Beth Wolf is your guide. Beth helps you envision true possibilities starting with your desires, truth, and values as we design your seven-dimensional life blueprint. Go to www.bethwolf.com to schedule your discovery session now. The Relevance of Now podcast has been created to assist you in remembering, embracing, embodying, and enjoying your true self, your essence, and your true power that is constantly expanding and unfolding. Within the Relevance of Now, you are stepping out of the requirements to be other than who you are as you remember and experience the uniquely beautiful facet of creator that you are. For more information, visit williamlinville.com. Wonder why you can't forget past mistakes and negative events? Tune in to Attune for Wholeness with me, Lisa Penny, on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time to explore the landscape of emotional triggers and all their reactions. We'll consider how to have our emotional needs met through powerful encounters with God and we'll finally become resilient. Welcome back, you amazing people, to this last segment on breaking the cycle of your problems. The third strategy to really break the cycle of problems is detachment from. So um, as we look into this third cycle, Neville says that 
having discovered that everything is a state of consciousness, okay, your moods, your thinking, your feeling made visible and having to find that particular state of being, which we want to make visible. We now set about the task of entering such a state. So if just making it simplistic, it would be almost like, you know, you're, you're in a really freezing cold environment. You don't like being freezing cold. It's not your, it's not your gig and you would love to be in a tropical place, you know? So just allow your mind that you're entering into a different state of environment, just like you would if you are in a snowy to a tropical. That's kind of what Neville's talking about, but we're doing all this work on the inside. It's one of the things that I love to share with my clients. I'm like, hey, if you wanna take something that's invisible inside of you and make it visible, I love doing that. You know, let me be a part of that. I love to help people. So entering such a new state um, is really about moving first psychologically from where you are to where you desire to be. Now, a lot of times in this earth and this culture that I live in in America, we think that we want to step into physical action first. And I would encourage you that the secret sauce, the super sauce, the super conscious is really to move psychologically first before you move physically. How many times have you seen Olympic athletes, um, a diver, a swimmer, um, a ski jumper, anything, you can see them closing their eyes and they're moving their arms and they're mentally going through everything that they're going to do in that particular um, Olympic event. Why don't we do that in our everyday life? What if we did? That's how powerful our mind and our imagination, that mental faculty is. And basically they're just putting themselves into a pre-cognitive, cognitive. they're using their memory in a future way rather than just remembering what happened in the past. So the purpose of practicing this detachment is actually for you and I to separate ourselves from the present reactions to life and attach ourselves to our new aim of life and our new reactions. And I want to emphasize it's a practice. And so Neville gives another formula in this really short, concise lecture that he gives that practicing detachment plus attaching yourself to your aim is going to equal a new state of being which means you're not going to be experiencing the same problem you're not you're going to get yourself out of that cycle so the inner separation must be developed by practice so if you if you want something to snap your fingers and it's just going to be done um it it's not going to happen that way, not in this three-dimensional way right now, as far as I know today. So what you want to do first is we, we get to really separate ourselves from these undesirable inner states. And you want to go, yeah, Beth, easier said than done. And I completely agree with that statement, you know, simply because we always, um, you know, sometimes we, we 
are taking every mood and every reaction that all that bad, that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Have you heard that statement? And then we just become identified with those ways. We, it's just like, eh, I don't have the energy. I, you know, I don't want to fight that. Um, it just seems really hard to me. So that's a lot of times why we will go, I don't even want to detach. That seems like too much work. So if you can relate to that, Neville's very aware of that. So when you and I have no idea that our reactions are only states of consciousness from which it's possible to separate ourselves, well, we just go around and around in the same circle of problems then, not seeing them as inner states, but as outer situations. And a lot of times when we just feel that it's outer conditions, circumstances, and situations, it's overwhelming. You just want to give up. You just want to stay in bed and put the covers over your head because when you, when you and I just look out at the world and maybe the state of our nation or the state of our state or the state of your community and you just go that is too much to take in that's when you'll just kind of go i'm it's not even worth this detachment um because you know you don't want to detach yourself from the world around you so this is why this is so powerful that neville gives us is that we can practice detachment um, on the inner separation first. We can move things psychologically in ourselves first, not on the physical outside. So really it's so we may escape from the circle of this hab habitual reactions that really history has repeated itself in our life over and over again. And this is why you and I must formulate an aim and constantly notice ourselves in regard to that aim. And it's not like beating ourselves on the head to constantly notice, it's a course correction. It's like we're flying a plane and we notice that the wind is taking us off our trajectory a little bit. So you just course correct, course correct. So here's the nuts and bolts of really about what Neville's talking about as we come in here. Number one, you wanna start with self-observation. Second, you want to ask, what do I want? What would I love? What is my life in full expression? What is my aim? What does it look like and feel like? You get to put time into that. That's your design. Third, then it teaches detachment from the negative states, the problems and the cycles that you don't like anymore. Um, they may have served you at one point, but they aren't anymore because now you're noticing you don't like them. You have discontent, you have longing. And um, fourth, then you attach yourself to your aim, your goal, your intention, that life in full expression. And all of this is accomplished by you and I frequently assuming, this is one of my favorite phrases from Neville Goddard, is assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled. You assume the feeling. You practice it psychologically on the inside, just like those Olympic athletes do. So we must, and we get to practice separating ourselves from our negative moods, 
thoughts and feelings or the reactions that we're having in life and the thoughts, even in the midst of all the troubles and the disasters of our daily life. If we wait for perfect conditions on the outside, it that's probably not going to happen, right? So we go in and we practice this psychologically on the inside. No one can be different from what we are now unless we begin to separate ourselves from our present reactions and to identify ourselves with our aim. So one of the things I noticed as uh, I was growing up and in my own marriage as it was completing, and I was even sharing this with my, my partner, Kelly, is I noticed that I, my reactions years ago were really strong. I would get very frustrated and angry and a lot of energy would be put outside to my condition, circumstances and conditions. And when I began to have mentors and more and more observation on myself that that frustration and anger was telling me I had a longing and discontent, but it also was energy and that I was splatting my energy all outside of myself rather than directing that energy on the inside. And when I awoke to that, oh my goodness, the peace, the serenity, the tranquility, the focus that I could bring into my life. And guess what? The cycle of the problems, the same thing going around and around and around began to just fall off of me. I mean, if you can just imagine weights just falling off of me as I became aware of this. So detachment from negative states and assumption of the wish being fulfilled must be practiced in the midst of blessings and cursings of life. Um, we just, they're gonna be there. Uh, so I wouldn't wait till you have perfect conditions on the outside. True metaphysics, metaphysics, mind and science, lies in the midst of all that is going on in life. And we must constantly we get to practice the self-observation. It's uncritical, it's loving, it's compassionate. And then we get to think from our aim. Imagine pulling back the string on a bow and arrow. You got your eyes on your target and you feel the target. You feel the arrow going straight into the bullseye and it's okay now and then that it doesn't quite get in the bullseye. You keep shooting for the aim because you're practicing. And then there's the detachment from negative moods and thoughts. So far, what I'm aware of is everything's energy. So if we're detaching ourselves from an energy that really no longer serves us, a thought, a feeling, then we actually make room in this amazing human vessel that's surrounded by your amazing eternal light that it gets to make room for these new reactions to come in and you then stay faithful to your aim in life and 
Neville uses a bit of old English and he says that if we would be doers of truth instead of mere hearers. So I want, I want, I invite you to be a doer of your truth. Be a doer of your aim. Um, be faithful to you and that target. And it's okay if it doesn't hit the bullseye every time. What if it was fun just simply practicing this, practicing the fundamentals and these strategies, because they're actually going to help us rise to a higher and higher level of consciousness. And your current problems and that are cycling right now, they're gonna fall away. And remember always, it's our state of consciousness that attracts our life. It's our state of being, it's our thinking, our feeling. Um, and again, I, I'd say, what if, what if it was fun to, to practice, uh, most of the time, there'll be times that you'll be out there that it won't be fun. Um, but Neville ends this lecture and he says, start climbing, just start climbing. And so with the metaphor that I've used today, it's like, start pulling the bow and arrow back and shoot the tar, you know, shoot that arrow at the target. Um. I really, this has been really helpful for me to reassess my own life and take a self observation and, and not be critical with it, detach from things that are not serving me and uh, put in front of myself an aim uh, that is really served me. So I wanna leave you again and uh, that powerful questions are gonna bring powerful answers and Neville Goddard has given us some powerful questions. Uh, I invite you always to stay awake to your own greatness and express your soul and your essence in and for the world to explore, elevate, and expand in love. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Life in Full Expression, and I look forward to seeing you next week at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Take care. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to Life in Full Expression with me, Beth Wolf. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be your most elevated self and pursue a path of fulfillment, clarity, expansion, fun, and live in your best life. If you would like to discover the seven dimensions of your life blueprint of expression, to fully express yourself, reveal your heart's clarity for dynamic direction, and activate your unique capability, visit BethWolf.com. That's Beth, W-O-L-F-E.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers.